Hi, everybody. My name is Stephen Kilger. I'm the managing editor at Feed and Grain and the host of the Feed and Grain podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today for another episode. My guest today is Jenny Detloff. She's the chief diversity officer at Schooler. Jenny was a delight to talk to. We discussed Schooler's recently released annual sustainability report, Schooler's five pillars of sustainability, what the word sustainability means, and what companies should be doing to start their own kind of sustainability journey. So it was a really great discussion. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. But before we start with that, I have a bit of housekeeping to do. If you're listening to this podcast within a podcast app, please consider subscribing and or leaving a review. It really helps the podcast out. If you have an idea or a topic that you would like me to cover or someone in the animal feed, grain, handling, you know, related industries that you think would be a good guest, let me know. You can reach me by going to this podcast page on feedinggrain.com. And there's a little button right under the title that will let you send me an email directly. I'd love to hear from you about this or anything else. <laughs> all right, that's all done. So let's sit back and enjoy the conversation. Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and what you do at Schooler? Sure, absolutely. Thanks Thanks for having me, Stephen. I live in Omaha with my husband and two teenagers and two lovely and nutty dogs who hopefully <laughs> did not make an audio appearance during this podcast. I'm an attorney by trade. I started my law practice at a large multi-service firm in Omaha, mm -hmm. practicing in a labor and employment group. From there, I moved in-house with a couple different companies, including ConAgra Brands in a global labor and employment role. And thereafter came to Schooler a little over five years ago. And at Schooler, I lead our employment, litigation, compliance, and regulatory function in the legal okay. department. And I serve as the chief diversity officer and lead our sustainability function. And sit as a trustee on the Schooler Foundation. Oh, that's great. I, I love Omaha. I've only been there a few times, but every time I'm in that city, I'm like, this is a this is a nice midwestern city. Yeah, it's nice. When you can avoid the the highs and lows of winter and summer, it's great. <laughs> yeah, here in Wisconsin is the same thing, right? We have maybe like three really nice months out of the entire year, which is like somewhere in spring and fall, and then it's too hot, humid, or too cold. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, Thank you so much again. So the reason you're here is to talk about well, Schooler just released your second annual sustainability report. It has been this big project you guys have been going on. And I kind of wanted to talk to you about it because, as you know, the sustainability is just a huge topic in the industry right now. And there are a lot of people out there who have no idea where to even start. So, I mean, this, guys are not only doing something great for yourself, but also kind of like setting an example, leading the way for the rest of the industry, which is really cool. So why did Schooler kind of decide to devote so much time and effort into sustainability? Uh, and not only that, but then make your efforts so public where everyone can read about them. Yeah, well, one, we're just excited about the strategy and the efforts that we've had to date within our different sustainability pillars. The report, we wanted to highlight some of the great work that's been done by so many in the organization who are just really committed to the work. And we're also really at our core, Schooler is a solutions-based company with a bias for action. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with transparency comes even more accountability, which I, I believe is a good thing. So our report hopefully highlights a little bit of what we've been doing, what we hope to do, and make some acknowledgments along the way. I'm not going to lie. I'm a sucker for well laid out reports <laughs> with graphs and charts and all those things. So it was really, it was a really good read, really pleasant to 
to flip through and see what you guys are doing. Well, we have a phenomenal brand marketing team that does all that. I, I can't take any credit for the layout or the, the visuals. <laughs> well, next time you see them, let you know, at least one reporter was really impressed. <laughs> okay, I'll pass that along. Yeah, you mentioned the five pillars. Can you tell me a little bit more about those? Yeah, sure. Uh, we have really, it's it's around sort of organization of our, when we started to build our formal sustainability structure a couple of years ago, we wanted to have a structure that was both recognizable in the industry and sort of the public at large, but also focus on those areas where we felt we could have the most meaningful impact. And so we just organizing them into pillars makes it easier for us to define progress as well as sort of engage internal and external stakeholders. Mm -hmm. So we have five pillars. We have reducing our carbon footprint or fostering responsible product sourcing, engaging in our communities, promoting diversity and inclusion and upholding workplace health and safety. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, those are all kind of laudable goals, right? So it, it's nice to see a company kind of lay them out. <laughs> Since starting your sustainability journey. Well, actually, I want, I want to go a little more in depth on, on the five pillars. So can you go into a little more detail on each one of them? What exactly the goal is and what you're trying to do to accomplish them? Yeah, of course. For each of our pillars, we have laid out kind of some specific commitments that we've identified that we think will be most impactful and realistic. And so no surprise around carbon. The goal is really centered around reducing greenhouse gas emissions and increasing renewable energy consumed. So a lot of our work goes toward identifying and setting tracking, understanding our metrics, and then working to meet on those commitments. Okay. Our responsible product sourcing group, that is really focused both on our ecosystems and end products. So really looking to be play our part in that value chain around safe, nutritious, and high quality food, recognizing that biodiversity and habitat and exploitation of natural resources are concerns and something that we need to work forward to minimize. Engaging in our communities is really focused around really being a good community partner in all the places where we operate. So Schooler has over 1,400 employees are spread out over about 100 different facilities in the North America and Asia. And so while we have some overall corporate goals around community, we also recognize that we want to be engaged in meaningful ways and rely on the folks that live in those communities to tell us what's needed. But that's really broken into a couple of different parts. It's really around investment from our the Schooler Foundation, providing money to nonprofits in areas that line up with our strategy, volunteer hours. So really working to encourage Schooler employees to get more engaged in things that they care about in their communities and making that easy and accessible for them to do. And then thirdly, just partnerships. So thinking about how we can engage in strategic partnerships with other either nonprofits or other companies to really help kind of move the needle in that area. Diversity inclusion is one that's sort of been a, a passion of mine for a long time. And I think that's sort of the obvious. You had one of our partners on not too long ago, Ebony Weber with Manners. So that was a great listen. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> she really is. And she's she's critical to our strategy as well. But, you know, DNI, it's it's no secret that the agriculture industry is trailing behind as an industry when mm -hmm. we think about diversity, equity, inclusion. And so our strategy is designed to be part of the growing group of companies that want to change that and make our company just a great place to work for everybody. Yeah. And then upholding health and safety is really, you know, what it sounds. It's making sure that our workplace continues to be safe for everyone. So everyone goes home at the end of the day, injury free, 
and Mm -hmm. making sure that we're constantly looking at processes, procedures, employee training, resources for leaders to make sure that we have a safe environment. Well, it's it's great because you guys taken sustainability and almost made it larger, made the goal larger. And it's more about the sustainability of your company as a whole, because let's face it, we not only should be having more diverse people in the industry, we need them. <laughs> to be in the industry <laughs> there aren't um it's not the same world where you can go out pick up some farm kids to work at your grain elevator <laughs> and, and be done in keeping up with like the kind of tradition of these grain facilities feed facilities being you know part of a co- small community which is also really important to those small communities and that's uh, that all sounds sounds great yeah absolutely it's great to have all those things kind of laid out but how has it been for the first two years? What have you guys learned along the way in uh, actually kind of ratcheting up to meet these goals? Yeah, I mean, great question. And we have learned a lot and we are, full disclosure, still learning. So I don't think that's a surprise to anyone, but we we know we have an important role to play just where we sit in that value chain and we have an opportunity to do better. So I think we've, one, learned about the right kind of structure internally about how we can move the work forward. And we know that that really requires engaging the passions of our business leaders to help further the work and just structuring that in a way that makes sense. And then the sustainability landscape continues to change. You see different requirements and different expectations from different types of industries. And depending on where you sit in the organization, have a different maybe expectation on what that looks like. So it's really just making sure we're talking to our customers, talking to our producers, knowing what's going on in the industry, partnering with other companies so that we can make sure that we continue to have our work right-sized for the organization and to actually have some impact. So long way short of saying we've done a lot, we've made a lot of headway and we still have a lot of more learning and hard work ahead of us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the biggest problems, right, is sustainability is such a broad term, means such different things to so many different people. So it must it's a challenge right there, right? Just focusing in. Yeah. The term sustainability, I think a lot of people, even though that that's how most companies structure their, you know, their reporting and things like that, it's people think of sustainability really as just environmental sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to use, you know, synonymous for corporate responsibility or ESG. That's a good term because you're right. When you think sustainability, you think environment, right? That's what you think about. But you guys are doing so much more than that, which is important to get out. So uh, let's get into the report itself. What are the highlights for you? What are, What's interesting to you on the report? Well, I, as I mentioned before, I think I have a real bias around for mm-hmm. action on diversity, inclusion, and community. There's just a lot that's been going on there. We have our community pillar. I think I mentioned one of the things that we're in addition to providing monetary payments to certain nonprofits, that's a certainly mm-hmm. important part of it. But the other piece is just getting our employees more engaged and involved in our communities. Mm-hmm. We launched a nonprofit board training program for our employees who are really interested in serving on a nonprofit board, but maybe don't know how to go about it, don't know how to get connected and things like that. So we have local organization that does a training for us really about how to be a good board member and providing support to employees who want to serve in that capacity. So then we almost try to do a little bit of a matchmaking situation and with leverage the leaders in our organization who are very involved in the nonprofit world to try to figure out, you know, who might need a board member and if so, the kind of skill sets they're looking for. So that's been a really exciting launch for us. And we're about to do another training here coming up, I think, in the next couple months. 
So it's been exciting. So that's one. I think the other is just we're on community thinking about how we show up in the communities where we operate. Again, it shouldn't be Omaha telling other communities, here's what you need and here's the money. So really leveraging our foundation to really think about what, what are employees passionate in locations where they operate? What can help move the needle on basic human needs and things like that? Those are some of the things I would call out from the carbon pillar. On the diversity inclusion pillar, we are, there's a lot going on there that's very exciting. We have just launched our third employee resource group. So it's school ethnicities and people of color. And that joined our other two women's leadership and LGBTQ plus mm. organization. And we have just really, really engaged executive sponsors for those organizations that continue to add programs, provide educational leadership opportunities. Most recently, we did a bias training and we offered it to all of our employees and had over 600 people attend. So we're getting good engagement with our employees, which is great. Mm -hmm. I could go on and on. So I'll pause there, Stephen. Totally. Yep. Yeah. This is all great information about the pillars if you want to keep going. I, I think it's all is very relevant and it's really interesting to hear what you guys are kind of doing on each one. Yeah, of course. I'll, there are just maybe a couple more things I'll note. This relates to our diversity inclusion pillar, but I mentioned we are a global organization and growing quite significantly in Asia. So we just launched a DNI committee in Asia that's combined with our employees in Singapore, China, Indonesia, Myanmar, and coming soon, Vietnam. And that's been really fun to see because we're getting really just localizing our opportunities for engagement there and have a group of really passionate leaders who are really wanting to lead kind of lead the strategy for Asia. So that's been fun to be a part of. On the, the carbon side, we just recently had a couple of new hires that have wealth of experience on all things baselining and metrics and carbon focus. So as I mentioned before, really focused on reducing greenhouse gas emissions and the value chain carbon footprint. So several projects that are in kind of various different stages, but heavy focus this year is on data collection and measurement. So I'm excited to get that uh, kind of under our belt. Our product sourcing group launched a program called Encompass. Oh. And that's a really exciting program. It's I have to give huge call out to the, the business teams that worked on that, but that's a really cool program where they developed and launched a program that really the goal of it is to bring transparency to sustainability in the supply chain by helping to increase the volume of sustainable sources and sort of incentivizes fish mill producers and others to meet certain certification requirements and then in turn be able to get a higher margin for those products that are more sustainable. So yeah, lots of cool things going on. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, well, it's a journey. It's not an over and done with. It's constantly kind of growing and learning and Absolutely. It sounds like you guys have made pretty big strides, though, for just a couple of years. I mean, that's impressive. We've had things that, that didn't go the way we thought they would, and you have to readjust. And I think you mentioned before, there's so much you can do in all of these spaces. And there's yeah. a lot of great things that organizations and people are doing. You just have to really think about, okay, well, we've got to start somewhere. So let's just get moving and have a strategy behind it. And, um, so, you know, getting starting somewhere, what, what advice would you give to other companies who are thinking of starting a sustainability project like this, especially smaller or mid-sized companies that need help knowing where to start? The biggest advice I would have is tie it to the strategy. Mm -hmm. Our CEO, Paul Mace, was very intentional at the strategy phase, such that one of our overall company's strategic objectives is to evolve our culture. And that strategic alignment really provides the structure and support for us to enable us to put resources and attention toward the work. So 
appointing a chief diversity officer, aligning budget dollars, things like that. Yeah. So that was that was really intentional, and it allows us as a company to be able to talk about this work as truly part of our business strategy as well, beyond sort of just the right thing to do. And then I, I think the second thing I would say is that people have shared with me when we were getting started that I thought was very helpful was just think about, you know, your organization best and what will resonate and what won't and what will be most impactful and then get started. There's so many different ways to engage in corporate responsibility and finding some areas that have impact. You've got employees with a passion around that really helps we'll start getting the ball rolling and don't be afraid to partner with other companies. I have found in this space that people are in sustainability or, or diversity inclusion roles are really willing to help out and, and share best practices and learnings. And so yeah. the networking and engagement with others doing the work, I think is, is really cool. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it, oh, my cat just left me. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's, uh, it, it sounds, I mean, it really, it's about where committing to it right you can't do it half <laughs> halfway you gotta yeah. you gotta commit to it take risks and try it so that's all great advice those are all the questions i have is there anything else you'd like to like to talk about that's right yeah. well and maybe i'll if i if i might just make a plug for your listeners if there's other sustainability people listening and you have an interest in partnering with us on a project that you think will be impactful we love partnerships and working together strategically so oh yeah i would encourage that too uh, we're all in this together well thank you so much jenny for uh for stopping by thank everyone out there for listening there will be links to the sustainability report in the show notes you'll be able to go see that and check it out in more detail thank you again jenny thank you for everyone for listening 